Welcome to Embody the Light, the podcast for light workers looking to evolve into their highest self. I'm Athena Bailey, a kinesiologist, channeler, and spiritual business coach. And I'm Cassandra Scardino, an energy healer, spiritual teacher, and crystal priestess. This podcast is for light workers all around the world looking to deepen their connection with spirit, step into their purpose, and activate their soul gifts. And learn about topics such as metaphysics, esoteric knowledge, ancient wisdom, crystals, plus so much more. With over 20 years combined experience between us healing, facilitating events, and running spiritual businesses, we are tuned in and ready to share our life nuggets with you. Get ready. Let's begin. Ready? Open your heart and body the light podcast. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Embody the Light. Today we're going to be talking about my specialty and Athena's love as well. I love crystals. This is definitely something I'm excited about. So yeah, crystals, here we come. Crystals, crystals, crystals. And you know, I feel like crystals are framed a little bit as, ooh, it's like the beginner thing. You know, when you're just starting out into spirituality, you'll probably get yourself a crystal and a tarot deck but actually what I see a lot of and I'm sure Cassie will agree with this is people are underestimating the power of crystals and not really sure of the actual techniques processes to fully activate work with and understand the ancient wisdom that crystals are which we're going to be talking about in this episode. I know when I actually started learning about crystals, I would just walk around looking at people with crystals going, oh my God, are they even doing that properly? And just like want to be cleaning them for them. And at one stage, I actually did print out some cards on how to clean crystals because I was going to give them to people and just be like, I see you have a crystal necklace there. Do you know how to clean it? Because, you know, there's a lot that people don't realize with the power of crystals. So this is a really good topic. Oh yeah. So this is a special, I mean, this is going to be for every light worker if you've got crystals, but if you are one of those people who has a crystal water bottle, or you've been wearing that amethyst around your neck for three weeks straight, or you've got that dusty old um, amethyst or tourmaline sitting in your corner, this is going to be for you. We're going to show you how to actually work with them, activate and understand the full power of crystals and how to look after them. Agree. So I also want to share some of the crystal stories that we've had because there's some really funny ones, Mm -hmm. but I kind of want to start off with talking about crystals and how much power they possess and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, just the potential that they have for humanity. Um, so like with regards to crystals, I think people don't think, look at little crystals and go, oh, these crystals are really actually doing much for me unless I'm holding them or carrying them. They kind of just going to, you know, maybe put them in their pocket for a day or two and then like whatever rush they had for whatever the use was at that time has, you know, dissolved and then they stick them in a drawer or they stick them somewhere that there's going to be a pile of and really kind of forget about them. 
the thing with that though is that crystals are little batteries they're literally these little powerhouses and it does really matter how you work with them in order for them to actually do the work that they're supposed to and what i mean is basically if you aren't cleaning and activating your crystals and just putting them inside a drawer then they could actually be detrimental and you didn't even realize it Oh, that's my, and that's one of my favorite things about working with crystals is they are, like you said, they're batteries. And so they hold this energy. So let's say like you're, if you're listening to this and you're hella burnt out, you're overstressed, you've just been doing too much or sleep deprived. So, and your nervous system is just going crazy. Let's say you go to a crystal store and you're like, Hmm, I'm going to buy this pretty fire opal. Uh, how do you think that's going to affect your energy? It's actually not going to soothe your nervous system. It's going to amplify your nervous system and do the opposite of what is needed so when you're working with crystals it's not just oh let me work with all the crystals it's understanding what crystals are beneficial for you because some of them are detrimentals they each bring their unique energies and frequencies and some aren't compatible with you whatever you're healing or manifesting at that time yeah, you know, I always get that with Moldavite. Like I'll have students and friends say, oh my God, I got Moldavite. And then it whips their ass mm -hmm. for good. I'm <laughs> just like, the power of Moldavite is something you don't toy with. And that's actually reasons why I teach how to use powerful stones because so many people will get them and then actually get so many detrimental effects. And sometimes it's to their benefit, but I think there are a lot better ways to work with crystals that are, you know, helping you to to enhance your life not giving you like life lessons that you have to learn the hard way so i think one of the biggest things i'll start by saying is that if you have a lot of crystals and then you're not cleaning them properly i would recommend you do clean them and there's many ways that you can clean them but the one that i would recommend to do if you have a lot is like sage palo santo or even frankincense resin um, running water as well but I would put them all in one area and actually cover them with leather, silk or fur. Because if you do find that your sleep is very scattered and it doesn't actually go into a deep REM, the likelihood is, is the crystals are the reason behind that. And I will definitely guarantee that you will not be sorry if you try this out. A hundred percent. And cleaning crystals is really important, but it kind of brings us back to how crystals work and what they have stored up in their crystalline matrix inside of their energy. So let's say you go into a store, like a nice crystal store, and you buy a crystal. And let's kind of go hypothetically with the best kind of memory holder, a crystal quartz. Cass, do you want to run us through some of the stuff that you might find that the crystal is holding onto when you buy it? Some of the stuff you've got to be ready as a crystal owner to actually clear. Yeah, I mean, quartz is a great one because it holds, it transmute and it transcends and it, you know, does a whole bunch of things. But the thing is with the quartz is it holds memory so clearly. Like that's one of the main crystals apart from Herkima and some of the, the clear, clear crystals. But one of the things that I always tell people is that it's going to hold on to any of the previous energy from its owner. So not even the ones that you might be thinking were, you know, holding the crystals that you bought them from 
but also previous owners of different lifetimes because these mm -hmm. crystals have been around for thousands of years. And I remember buying crystals that were like antiques and these crystals had some really amazing past lives with other people, not like past lives as in like other meta like dimensions I'm talking about have been on this planet with witches and wizards and all of those types of people. And yes, these people did exist. So they definitely need to be checked for any type of programs. Plus on top of that, if they have been exploded out of the earth, then they're not actually going to be in the best, let's say, they're going to have trauma, right? They're going to have trauma from that explosion because there's the explosion, which is one method of coming out of the earth. And then there's the natural birth, which is just being lightly, gently pulled out from the ground. So depending on what they're holding, they're actually going to have that in their matrix. And they do actually need to be brought back to their original matrix in order for them to really feel their fullest potential. So that's definitely something that you want to consider on top of the fact of anyone that has been touching that crystal before you bought it. So there's a lot of factors to actually take into consideration. 100%. And um, we've also got to think about people who have used them before and programmed them for specific intentions like manifesting and healing and even ghost imprints. Now, the truth of the matter, if your crystals are really programmed, they've had a lot of stuff they've been through, probably Palo Santo, staging them, the general methods are not going to be enough. And it's one of the reasons, you know, why it's so important to learn to work with crystals properly and understand their energy matrix, because they can bring so much power and ability into your life. But if not used correctly, they can also bring a lot of detrimental energy in. I actually had a person that was um, studying with me and he was very, very psychic. He was quite, he was an actual ascended, I wouldn't say ascended master, but he was a master in his own right. And he was talking to me because he knew about crystals as well as the love that I had for crystals. And he was saying that this one crystal that he had, had this being like this deity in it that was actually causing a lot of havoc and brought a lot of bad luck. And so it wasn't until he ended up, you know, passing that crystal on that all of his bad luck had changed. So this is the other thing that all crystals come with deities, not just one, by the way, they can have multiple because they connect into the highest form of celestial immortals. So they basically are the sensory perception organs for the higher beings to connect with us in this physical plane. 100%. And we're going to get into the elementals, the deities, the beings that work with crystals a little bit later. But I want to touch base here. You know, when you're going to a crystal store and getting crystals, we know that there is a thing, and Cassie probably know more about this than I do, where shop owners who might know how to work with crystals can actually program them to stand out and say to you, buy me, buy me. So they might actually draw you in. So when you do go to a crystal store, Cass, what do you reckon is the best way for, for someone to find what crystal they most need? That's a really good question. And it's kind of one of those things that if you're a complete starter to crystal wisdom, I would say that the best thing for you to do is really take a moment before you buy that crystal to connect into your highest self. Because the one thing you want to be doing is making that choice, not by an imprint or an impulse that has been brought through your um, aura or your psychic 
energetic field because that can happen when crystals have been programmed. And so using that technique of really grounding into golden mother earth and then bringing your energy up through into your highest self or this golden sun and then asking your higher self to actually guide you with what is the crystal that you need and really make sure that you get that definitive yes in your body. Totally. I love that. And I think that's very clear. And having that prepared, ready, even before you go in, I know that I usually go to crystal stores to actually look for specific crystals that I've said, yep, this is what's beneficial to me now and testing it beforehand. So coming into that, you know, let's say you've picked the crystal that's right for you. You've done all the clearing work. You've brought it to its original matrix. The next step I reckon with working with a crystal is activating it actually starting to unleash its full potential would you agree with that Cass yeah but actually one thing I want to remind people is that crystals aren't for everybody and the reason why they aren't for everybody is because they're so powerful there are certain people that can't really use crystals not because they can't use them but because of maybe the ailments that they're carrying so I just want to quickly touch on that before activating because I think that's really important um, one of the things is if you have hypertension, then crystals, you have to be super careful because they can actually cause more hypertension in your body because of that battery effect that they're going to enhance your energy. So that's one thing. The other thing is if you have any type of cancer, leukemia or tumor, then you really need to be careful what crystals you're working with. And I would really suggest you look for a crystal healer to help you with that, that knows what they're doing, because any crystal that that is going to also amplify your energetic field will amplify the lower chakras, which will then enhance the crystals um, power in the in growing the tumor, which I have seen in cases with clients. So definitely be careful with that. The other thing is pregnant people have to be careful with crystals because when you're pregnant, it's the same energy as growing something in your body that causes a lot of mis. I'd say a lot of mishmash if you're bringing other energies into your field because the fetus is very sensitive to that. So you can still work with crystals, but when you're working with pregnant people, you have to make sure you're testing the crystal to the baby and then to the person. So that's kind of the techniques that I teach how to work with crystals in pregnancy. And then the last thing is if you get a reaction and I mean like a negative reaction and that could be some kind of rash it could be you know a feeling of heat through your body but not like a good heat or some if you're working with crystals and you get this thing called kundalini syndrome which is basically too much energy in your body and it actually creates a form of hypertension that could come out as like insomnia or a spiritual flu or even you know chronic fatigue in those instances, you need to stop working with crystals because your body cannot handle the energy from that crystal or the crystal's dirty and not activated. So I just wanted to touch on that really quickly because it's really important. I totally agree with that. And I feel like the Kundalini syndrome, um, I refer to it as energetic burnout. It is actually so, so common um, among light workers. I see it a lot because I teach channelers, obviously. So I see it a lot when people start channeling and they get so excited about being able to channel. They just go, 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 go. And energetic burnout, it's quite different to physical burnout. You can get it from crystals. You can get it from channeling, bringing in too much energy. 
but it's like you get the symptoms of burnout, but it's like you're emotionally, spiritually, energetically exhausted rather than physically. Like you'll probably be tired, but it's more lethargic. And it's actually really important at that point to like switch off. And when you're treating physical burnout, you might be like, okay, well, I need to go for a walk and meditate. And maybe I will use crystals and do my psychic work. But when you're treating energetic burnout, it's actually a really different remedy. And it's really about grounding yourself, connecting back into your body, nourishing and allowing those psychic centers to actually have a break. And the energy that you've got in your body that's accumulated, I recommend starting to send it back to Mother Earth, getting ready, rid of the excess energy, but then it's calming the nervous system energetically too. Yeah, energetic burnout is definitely a thing. And I've had students say that they would have aches and pains in their bodies and that would be from using too many crystals. So that's definitely something you want to be taking note of, especially your sleep. So I'm really glad that we shared that before we got into activations. Mm -hmm. But yeah, with activations, there's so many ways you can activate your crystals. Um, do you have any specific ones that you go to? Yeah, so my favorite is working with the elementals and beings of the crystal and actually speaking to them. So, you know, I feel like we can get into this a little bit later, but my preferred method is actually communicating with the crystal and the crystal deity itself and asking what it needs, what I need to clear um, and what it needs to activate the most. Um, I do generally like charge it with unconditional love energy with my own heart energy, but it will usually be whatever the crystal actually wants. And I've gotten some unique demands from the crystals. Sometimes I have gotten put me out into the moon. Sometimes it's put me out into the sun. Sometimes it's program this or send me this energy. So I kind of let the crystal guide me. What about you, Cass? Um, I kind of have like a ritual and the ritual that I use is one that I put through most of my crystals for activation and it's what I teach and it's basically um, using a principle of connecting its matrix back into its family and then I do a full clearing of anything that it's been gone through or has had imprinted into its matrix and then it's definitely connecting it back into the source light and then connecting it into the healing angels ministers and beings of light that were assigned to that crystal from the beginning so that that way it's like fully charged with all of the beings that it's kind of come here to work for as a tool for ascension for humanity. Powerful. I love that. And I feel like we, uh, we totally skipped over that, but crystals are a really powerful tool for ascension. And I feel part of people not realizing their full power is they're not working with them properly, not properly clearing them activating them in your own life, Cass, what are some ways that you found crystals really have helped you? Um, so I used to have a lot of issues with just holding on to energy and working with higher dimensional energy. Um, so crystals don't work on a 3D scale. They work on multi-dimension. So they be on time and space. And what would happen is basically every time I would come up to a blockage or a, a life circumstance where I needed help, the crystals would activate or change that resonance in my body. And so I've used crystals pretty much for healing physical 
ailments like anything from as little as cramps in my stomach or headaches and things like that to big life goals which are like you know manifesting what it was that I wanted to create in this lifetime Um, and during that process of really going deeper into my crystal wisdom I actually found the codes that were connected to my past life as a crystal Mm -hmm. priestess which is all of the stuff that I bring through now and you know this is like really up level energetic stuff it's not just like placing stones on your body this is like real communication with stones and then like how to use that on a psychic level so you know it's it's kind of one of those things where you don't really get it until you have um you know done the practice and then when you do you realize wow crystals are very very powerful Totally. I love that. Using them for healing. They are very powerful. And I feel when it comes to working with crystals is really on that um, energetic level. They're not just pretty rocks. I use, I feel like for every situation, there is a crystal that is right. And there are so, so many crystals. I know you have these great big crystal books that list out hundreds of crystals. We can work with them energetically, not we don't need to physically have them. And I feel like for everything there is um there is a crystal. So the big places where I work with crystals is um manifesting, like that's predominantly. Um well we should probably do a separate episode on manifesting, but uh for manifesting, we need energy. And one of the ways that I charge that manifestation energetically is with crystals. And I work with sigils, which are like a written or drawn energetic representation of what you're manifesting. And I usually set up crystal grids to charge that manifestation and continually to send it energy. Um, you know, and in my home, I have um, unconditional love altars. Obviously my home is gridded as well with all the good stuff, tourmaline, <laughs> obsidian, kyanite. I love kyanite and I love blue kyanite, the throat chakra. So even just like having the right energy in my home and setting up the right frequencies, I'm working with crystals, obviously for manifesting. And then I also work with them a lot in channeling. And, you know, if you've, if you've studied Channeling Spirit Academy, you would have heard me talk about it. But I really started using crystals for the first time in channeling when I channeled for Cass. And it was when I was channeling your higher self for the first time. And I remember I was just like, I was connecting to, I think it was your higher self. And I could just hear her saying like, raise your vibration. And I was like, I'm trying, like I'm going, I'm raising my vibration. She was, she was like, she kept saying, raise it, raise. I'm like, okay, I need help. She was like, ask Cass for a crystal. And I was like, okay, like Cass, she's saying, get, get me a crystal. So Cass handed me this apophyllite and straight it was like, Phew. and since then, um, I always use apophyllite. I find it, it's very powerful for channeling. And especially now I have apophyllites that I used for years. They're so programmed to know and understand. It's like they just get stronger. And I think that really ties into like the size of crystals isn't that important. It's how activated they are, how energized they are, um, and how programmed they are to help you with specific things. Because we can really program crystals to help us with specific things. And I really, you know, it is a more intensive way to work with crystals, but making crystal water and crystal elixirs actually ingest physically, I find that can be really intense. It's very powerful. It's very intense. It's definitely in moderation. If you've never done it before, maybe kind of take it slowly. I actually remember in Channeling Spirit Academy, we, um, because we talk about creating like crystal waters before and after channeling. So like using red jasper for grounding afterwards, 
an apophyllite for pre channeling. So I was demonstrating how to create the crystal water and um, with the pop light. And I was like drinking it to demonstrate. And 10 minutes later, I was like sitting there watching everyone channel. And like, I just saw Pleiadians walk into the room and I was like, God damn, this is pop light water. <laughs> I was like, sorry, guys, I just need to ground myself right now because I've just seen a group of Pleiadians walk into this room. So I found like that was a really powerful way of working with them. And I feel like that's where they actually operate completely differently when you ingest them versus when you don't. And when I say crystal water, I'm not talking put the crystals in the water because some of them can actually be really bad for you with the stuff they might leach into it. But it's actually working with water properties to absorb the energy of, um, of crystals. And I found that's a really powerful way of working with them too. Yeah, I've done um, crystal elixirs for clients that were um, post-cancer patients. And, you know, I've had phenomenal results from like clearing a lot of the side effects that they had from their treatment to growing their hair faster and just like a, a lot of emotional release that, you know, was a lot more subtle and pleasant than having to deal with like the whole, you know, really staggered, hardcore, emotional, like energy that gets stuck in your cells. Um, but, you know, when I really need to do a strong healing, I go to crystals because they really are the strongest in forms of, um, you know, powered energy to hold that frequency for a person. And so when I'm doing, I remember this one client who had, a really bad kundalini awakening and when i say really bad kundalini awakening he was doing a lot of kundalini activations that his teacher was doing on his body and what had happened was that his kundalini had risen and then was starting to fry his brain it felt like he had electricity literally pulsing through his brain and he literally couldn't find any way to to get the doctors to find out what was wrong with him because he would get all of these tests, but they would say there was nothing wrong with him, but he physically was so sick. Like he couldn't, he couldn't sleep. So he had constant insomnia. And at the point when he came to me, he hadn't slept for properly for about a month. He was just on sleeping tablets to try to get a little bit of ease. And so when I spoke to him, um, we would do some clearings, but nothing would hold. And so I finally said, look, we're going to have to use crystals. And so I used my crystal grid method. And it was finally once we did the crystal grid that the energy held and stuck and managed to get him out of this brain fry that he was going through. And, you know, I was lucky that I did because I kept on hearing heart attack. Like that's mm -hmm. what was coming through. And he just kept on saying, I feel like my heart, there's something wrong with my heart. And it was like, as soon as he said that, I was like, yeah, like we need to get this down because he was destined for a heart attack if we didn't sort that out. And he, this is like a fully fit guy and he's like early twenties. So, mm -hmm. you know, this is like just one example of many times that I've worked with crystals to, you know, bring into alignment the body and to amplify the healing that actually you know resonates at the way that you're supposed to for your ultimate health. Really, and crystals are consciousness, so they're so responsive. You know, when we talk to them, ask them for help and for assistance, they really do respond. Before we kind of talk about the beings and deities that work with crystals, I want to kind of just you know, if you've been listening to this episode and maybe you've got one of those water bottles that has a crystal built in or you wear crystals on your body that you never cleanse or wash, I want to kind of talk about like 
why that can potentially be harming you. Cass, do you want to start us off on that topic? Yeah, like one of the things that I always do is this thing where I get the dowsing sticks and I show people like the the size of a crystal's aura. And so the first question, like after I get the dowsing sticks and I go, yes and no, what's yes and no? And then I'll say, okay, is this crystal's aura five meters? And without a doubt, like the crystal will always at least be five meters in its auric field, which means you step five meters away and you can still feel that crystal's energy energy within your field, which basically means that if you have crystals in your house, then it doesn't matter if they're like three rooms away, they're still going to be felt by your energetic field. And so the next question that I ask is, is this crystal clean? And if it says no, which nine times out of 10, Mm -hmm. it will, then that means you're basically floating around in five meters of dirty crystal Mm -hmm. energy. And you don't realize that that's actually doing something to you. And it might not be something that like, physically hitting you hard, but it could be like a headache or it could feel like, you know, tiredness, all of these things that can create dirt in our energetic field. So that's definitely one thing with wearing crystals is that you need to make sure that they're cleansed because they could be actually dirtying your chakras and your field. A hundred percent. And if you think about how sensitive light workers are, you're definitely going to be more um, ready to feel the impacts of that. And if we think about like a crystal you've been wearing, right, think of all the places that you've gone, the energy is you've come across, the people, situations you've come across. And if you think of a crystal like this battery that's just going around absorbing and sending out the energy around it, and a lot of the time it's absorbing your energy as well, the detrimental energy that you're carrying. Um, and I know, Cass, you've got this saying that when a crystal breaks for you, it, it sacrificed itself. And this is what some, like, I see this all the time, people going, oh, like my crystal just broke and snapped itself. And it's like, it was carrying uh, too much of like negative energy that it absorbed on your behalf and for you. And so if you're carrying this cr- crystal on your neck, you're literally holding all of those energies and it's really especially if you're wearing it it, as jewelry it's really really important to regularly like I would say daily like I clear the crystals I wear on myself at least once a day um clearing them daily and when it comes to the crystal water bottles I think that's even more important because when you think about it Yes, that water in the water bottle is being programmed by that crystal. Now at the store, we spoke about all the various things that that crystal can have within its matrix before it comes to you. So if you've received that crystal in the water bottle, you have no idea what it is programming your water with, and you are ingesting that constantly. And that can really affect you positively or negatively. You don't really know until you do some tests and you speak to that crystal. And then if you're taking that water bottle out around places, people, it's just picking up those energies, picking up that energy and you keep drinking it. So I'm like, I'm a big kind of, you know, they look pretty and they're really nice and it's a great way to work with crystals. But if you're not doing it right, I feel like that's one of the biggest like dangerous that's become really popular for working with crystals is actually those crystal water bottles. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the even the shape of the crystal in the bottle is really something you need to be careful of because I see those really pointy, you know, crystals that they have and I'm just like, that's a laser. That's lasering that point into your field. And so whatever is in that crystal is like 
literally being ingested and then lasered into your field because it's like you know supposedly like that is a way to um like when I say supposedly I meant it's actually a tool for anchoring energy and it's not something that you just put in a water bottle and you start drinking you use that as an altarpiece or you use that in a grid or you use that as you know a totem to um, represent something energetically that you are manifesting and so there I think is a lot of crystal misinformation out there like the people that are using crystals aren't really sharing them properly and so people might get you know some result but not the result that it's supposed to be and that's kind of the danger with crystals I see a lot of Mm -hmm. so it's definitely something I want people to be aware of and and not feel deterred to not use their crystals because you know crystals are there to help us but to just mean like you know give them that that ability to empower themselves with working with their crystals Totally. And I have to say, I love seeing how more and more people are using and working with crystals. Last week I was at the beach and there was this guy there, like we were all just getting into the water and he's standing there like with all these rocks and he just like one, all these crystals and one by one, he just places them in the ocean and was talking to them, putting them back. And I'm like, yes, this is what I want to see in the world. Yeah, that's super cute. I love that. It's it's definitely opening people up. Like I feel like spirituality has taken a massive leap through yoga, through crystals. Mm-hmm. And so it's like one of those gateway portals. But the other thing, because crystals have become so popular, there's also a lot of tampering with crystals that people don't realize happens as well. And that's definitely the case with citrine. Like if you have a piece of citrine that's really brownie yellow then it's actually been radio heat treated and the issue with something that's been radio heat treated is that the energy has been completely destroyed in the matrix of the crystal so it has all of the water and the the water is what creates the life force in the crystal absorbed out and so instead of having this beneficial energy it actually connects into the detrimental beings so it's actually connecting into the negative entities that can cause a lot of trouble for you in your life. So I hate to say it, if you have a, a really yellowy brown citrine piece, I'm talking even the ones with like a pale yellow and then like these sparks of brownie yellow in it, then it's it's actually going to be something that you have to either cover up in silk and or you know take it back to the land like bury it in a national park because that's not actually going to be beneficial for you at all. It's going to do the opposite which is really sad because a lot of people buy citrine thinking that they're going to manifest with it. And this is one of the biggest dangers with crystal and misinformation is that nobody does real testing with crystals. They just say, Mm. buy this crystal. It'll do this. It'll do that. But you have no idea what it's actually doing. Very good point. Very good point. And hopefully it's an area where we'll start to um, we'll start having more people educated on how they're working with crystals in the future. So we jump in and talk a little bit about beings and deities of crystals, because I feel like I have a lot to say about this subject. <laughs> you have some really cool stories. I love what you're channeling with crystals. <laughs> I think that could be its own segment in itself. It's like, and tonight we are channeling. Because <laughs> like, you know, the de- deities and the beings that work through crystals are real. And mm-hmm. so... 
you know, that is something that I was saying before that they connect into the sensory perception. And when I say sensory perception, these higher beings that are on different dimensions use crystals as a physical form for them to communicate to us and to shed their healing energy to us. And they actually can, you know, work with us uh, and talk to, to us like you you have talked or you have channeled their, their spirits through you, which is so cool. I absolutely love that. And so it's just definitely one of those things that people have to understand that crystals hold these beings in their matrix. Yeah, totally. And it's interesting, like coming back to the stories, when you sent me these stories, I had totally forgotten about them. And I honestly, I don't remember them well. And it's interesting because like I do trans channeling and trans channeling for those of you who don't know, it's where you literally like separate yourself from your body. The mean comes through, talks through you. Obviously I do it and teach it in a really safe way using energetic principles. And that's how you get the most unfiltered information. However, because I am not present, like my mind is not a part of it, I usually don't remember what comes through. And I come out and I'm like, huh, okay, what happened? What was said? And I forget a lot of it. It was funny, um, two days ago, Daryl says to me, Athena, um, in November, you have to channel about your offerings. And I was like, what? And he was like, oh, in this channeling, like we did a while ago, they said in November, you have to channel about your offerings. And I was like, oh, okay. And he's always like, hey, Athena, remember you said this? And I'm like, I did. And he's like, no, no, no. I mean, like Ashtar said it when you channeled him. I'm like, okay, well, I, I don't remember. So it's like the stories you said, I'm like, oh, damn, I don't even remember those. So I think you're going to be the one that's. <laughs> I will relay them with pleasure. <laughs> So I think like we've got to come back into crystals are multidimensional um, beings, you know, and they have beings working with them. And I think there are a lot of layers of beings that are working with them. When I come into communicating with crystals, it's yeah, there is one communicating with the energy of the crystal itself. But the other being that I work a lot with is the crystal deva, which is the crystal elemental that kind of lives with, looks after and represents the crystal. Um, and there are a lot of higher realm beings that will also work with the crystal. But generally, I find when I channel crystals, this is the one that I'm talking to um, the most because they're most connected to the crystal. Now, it's really interesting when we channel these crystal elementals, it's not like channeling, you know, when I channel angels or guides, it's always kind of like uplifting, loving guidance, you know, especially angels, like usually the vibe, the energy is all quite similar, no matter whose angel I'm channeling. But when we channel crystals, you literally, you never know what you're going to get. Like when I teach people to channel crystals for the first time, like I remember the first, one of the first channeling spirit academy classes I held and people were channeling crystals. I looked around the room and like, one woman was like crying because um, the crystal was like, what are you humans doing to the world? And it was literally like the element was so distraught about that. Someone else was singing a song. Someone else was actually speaking poetry that the elemental was giving. Another person was reciting the ancient history where this crystal has lived and what it's done. So when we channel crystals, there's so much amazing information that can come through. And some the crystal devas like that we've connected to, they actually go, I don't want to talk to you. I don't trust humans. They've actually had trauma and they're not interested in you, which is quite shocking. I've seen that happen in classes where the crystal will be like, nope, sorry, not interested. And like, that's that. And you just got to kind of respect it. They're not interested. But for the most part, the, um, the elementals are very willing, happy and open to talk to you about. And 
they usually have some interesting guidance and knowledge. So it's interesting when we channel like our angels guides, a lot of people do it because they want information about themselves. So like, oh, what's my past life? What's my purpose? When we're channeling crystals and their elementals, we're not doing it for us so much. It's not so much like, oh, crystal, tell me my purpose. Tell me my future. We're doing it to understand how we can help that crystal work with that crystal and how we can kind of be a good crystal ally, crystal holder in our life and learn about the history of the crystal. So it's very much um, to learn and experience what you need to know about that crystal itself. I like where you were going with the whole, you know, connecting into the divas and actually asking them because crystals deserve respect. And I think because I've worked with them for so long and they know that I am here to help bring crystal wisdom, I have such an utter respect and humility for them. Like every time I work with a crystal, I'll always humbly ask for their guidance. And, and that humility is like part of the respect and working with crystals. But, um, you know, crystals connect into consciousness. So the more that you actually spend time with them and actually acknowledge them, the more that they will become accustomed to you. Um, I feel like with working with the higher beings, you know, there are ones that have been traumatized and, you know, the crystals have been around a long time and we need to rem remember that we don't actually always need the physical crystal. Like you can learn how to work with the essence of crystals, but, you know, we're so fixated on physical you know, proof and evidence, um, you know, part of what I teach is how to get to that level of understanding and trust. So that, that way you just can work with channeling the energies and, and the spirits without the crystal, but using them as your guide. But I do want to talk about some of the crystals that you've channeled because they are hilarious. Do I get permission? Yeah, of course. <laughs> let's, let's hear this stuff. Okay, so I'll go to the one that was in the temple crystal, like the temple room. There was this purple amethyst and I'm talking like it was a good chunk. It wasn't like a tiny amethyst piece. But I remember once Athena was like, oh, my God, this amethyst, it's like literally drawn blood. And you had cut yourself with the amethyst. And then one day when we were channeling you, the actual amethyst, the amethyst was like, and this is the funny thing with crystals, like they can actually change voices according to whatever spirits inside of them and so like I remember this one was like quite, quite a you know gentleman he was like do not be afraid of me it was not intentional I didn't mean to hurt you and like he was talking about how you know he's so friendly and he really appreciates being part of your class <laughs> and he was at the end he was like oh and I really like that cat because we I had two cats that would always come into all of the sessions like I don't know if you remember Molly and Cade they like always came into my you know, classes and would have to investigate everything and this this particular amethyst was like oh and I really like that cat you know that cat is very nice and you know had a relationship with the cat so you know it's not just humans that they connect with they can actually connect with any type of conscious being so that was really cool and I thought that was really funny That's but there was this funny. sorry did you want to add to that That's such a funny story and it's funny because I remember that amethyst and I remember being really scared of it because I like tripped on it and cut myself a few times and I was like oh my god that amethyst doesn't like me and then when I channeled it I was like oh 
okay like that's that's not the truth but yeah that was a really interesting experience yeah it was hilarious and there was this other really fat piece like of citrine and the citrine had actually faded i'm i'm like talking like a 25 kilo piece of citrine that i bought at a like um, it was kind of like bought at a farmer's market or something like that. And this piece of citrine was an antique that had come off the boat. And when you had channeled it, it had actually had a lot of connection to this wizard. And I think it was somewhere like in Africa or it was like some kind of country that had a lot of sun. And it was part of a lot of sun and moon rituals for this particular wizard that had worked with it. So that one was really cool. Just the fact that it had all of these different beings that had come through from its previous owner working with it uh, in ritualistic sense so yeah that was an interesting one but I think my favorite was the blue obsidian <laughs> do you remember that <laughs> I just want to give a little bit of a disclaimer to start with some crystals are hella cheeky like for the most part crystals you know they'll be um talking about their stories but sometimes and this this particular elemental like it loved making everybody laugh and it did the whole room was in hysterics and I could feel it was just like yes I love to be like funny and it was just enjoying making everyone laugh so I'll, I'll let you tell the story yes <laughs> So we ended up having a friend that was like, oh, oh, can you please channel my, my crystal and pulled out this blue obsidian? And this blue obsidian had been, you know, living in her bra. Mm -hmm. And so when you were channeling it, you were like, this old man spirit, it was hilarious. He was just like, oh, hello, thank you. And I'm so glad that I can be here. And was talking about like, darling, can you just give me a clean every now and then? And would you mind just taking me out of your bosom? It was just like, can you just get me out of your boobs? Because I'm sick of living with your boobs, man. <laughs> he was like, please remove me from your bosoms every now and then. Just a bit of sunlight I'm asking for. Cracking <laughs> up. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God, all of my friends that have their cat crystals in their bras are just going to be like, oh, my poor crystals, I'm going to put them and give them some more love. So if you are one of those people, definitely give it some sunlight. <laughs> Every now and then, just pull it out of the crevice of your boob and bra and give them some space to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, those are just like a couple of the crystals that we've channeled. And I think, like you said, like there's so much that you can do with channeling crystals. Mm, totally. So I think like we've covered quite a bit and hopefully if you've been listening to this episode, you've got some really juicy nuggets, some awareness of how to start working with crystals and really not underestimating them either. Definitely. And, you know, I would get some professional advice if you do have a lot of crystals because you want to be making sure that you're using them properly. Yeah, totally. And that being said, Cass has her Aurora Ascension, which is starting really soon, which is full on 16 week immersive crystal. So if you want to become a crystal queen, that's for you. And if you are interested in channeling, and obviously we have a whole module dedicated to channeling crystals and working with them, then um, Channeling Spirit Academy covers that and other beings to channel too. So there are resources that we have for you to get better at working with them. Pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs>
that was like the that was like the you know crystal power pew pew <laughs> Power activated. Yes. Awesome. All right. yeah so i think that's pretty much it for this episode we'll definitely cover more about crystals as you know these episodes roll out with manifesting and sex magic and all of that kind of stuff but there's only so much time in a day All that good stuff. Yeah, we can talk about Crystal for days. Literally, like literally literally days. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning into this episode and we'll see you on the next one. Athena here. So in this podcast episode, you heard me talk about how I channel crystals and work with the elemental beings who work with them. In Channeling Spirit Academy, which is actually launching in a couple of weeks, I'll teach you how to work with crystals in this way, in this capacity, and start to build relationships with elemental beings. You'll also learn how to channel your higher self, your guides, your angels, to trance channel and light language channel. This is a four-month intensive course with not only theory, but practice, healings, and energetic activations. This is a powerful course that has created many, many successful channelers, and it'll also show you how to start up your online business of seeing channeling clients. If you'd like more information, make sure you click on the info box of this podcast and follow the links for Channeling Spirit Academy. It's Cassandra here, and I have been really excited to share with you a crystal course that's coming up next week. It's a 16-week immersion on learning everything you need to learn about crystals, including gridding, elixirs, working as a practitioner, healing yourself, healing others, uh, learning to work on the land, and being able to set yourself up as a digital nomad in this field. I hope that this is something that you have been enjoying already in the podcast, Embody the Light, and so wanted to give you the opportunity to sign up to this amazing course where you also receive one-on-one -on -one coaching with me personally from my channelings and my teachings as a crystal teacher for 10 years. This is an amazing opportunity to get once in a lifetime teachings from my past life as a crystal priestess in Sirius, Palades and Acturia. So I hope that this is something that you have been calling in because now is the time to rise up as healers and energy workers on this planet. If you need more information, just check out the link below. And if you need to, you can contact me directly. Thank you so much, enjoy. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Embody the Light. We'd be so grateful if you left a review and subscribed. If you click on the info box underneath this podcast, you'll find links to both of our websites, which have our products, courses, and services listed. We also have some great free courses on our website, so go check it out. And we'll see you on our next episode. Lots of love. Lots of love. Everyone. Blessings. Blessings on your, your journey.